In the 2000s, teens were IMing and asking, is your MySpace song about me? In the 2010s, they were all watching Vines and getting free Shivakadoos at Del Taco. Fast forward to today, and what does our hyper-connected Gen Z students care about? What's the Wi-Fi password? Thank you for tuning into What's the Wi-Fi Password, a place where we have conversations about topics and issues that are relevant to the teens in our generation and how to point them towards the gospel. Here you will find teachings from our youth team at Calvary Monterey, as well as conversations with other leaders and members of our church. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about the podcast, please email Joshua Shively at joshuas at calvary.com. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody out there and welcome to another episode, actually episode two of, I guess we're going to season three of What's the Wi-Fi Password. Again, this is Joshua Shively, the youth pastor here at Calvary Monterey. Uh, just, you know, shooting out again, another podcast that circles around Gen Z and youth ministry and life and all those type of things. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a slow go process doing podcasts and uh, kind of getting things going, especially when it's not your your normal job, um, but you know we're getting going. We actually dropped the first one, uh, I believe, third week in November is what it is, and uh, we're just gonna ca- try to keep going with it. And uh, the goal was to put three podcasts out before your guys' Thanksgiving break, but that's not gonna happen. So hopefully you enjoy the first one, and this one will drop next week, and we'll just keep trucking along in that manner. But anyway. Uh, welcome. Glad you're with us. Hopefully you're having a great day and uh, you had a good Thanksgiving break with lots of turkey and stuffing and talking about turkeys. Uh, I got my good friend Bernard Klingenberg with me today. He is the gobble, tech gobble. guy. <laughs> He's our tech guy at Calvary and uh, he is with me today for this podcast. Um, we did one of these, what was it? When was Mandalorian coming out? It was November of 19. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Three years later. Three years Three? later. Three years later, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. If you want to go back in our archives, uh, season one, uh, it's... The only, it's like the oldest episode okay. on the podcast right yeah. now, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's What's the Deal with Tech, I think mm-hmm. is what it's called. Um, I listened to it again. I think it's one of my favorites, honestly, and all the What's the Wi-Fi password world and all our hundreds of archives. No, there's like <laughs> 17, I think, on their podcast or something like that. Yeah. And most of them are my sermons. Um, but I want to bring Bernard on again just because, you know, in today's world, especially now, you know, three years later after we did our first podcast, a lot of the world revolves around tech and revolves around, um, really what we would call just like in our, our everyday devices that we have in our pockets that we carry on our backpacks. I mean, it's, they're kind of a part of us, Mm -hmm. you know, would you consider them an appendage now, Bernard? Yeah. I mean, how many people say they feel like they're losing a part of themselves when they don't have their phone on them or the i do the i guess i do the two pocket pat now when i leave the house where it's like phone wallet yeah so if you do a pat and something's missing you're like oh shoot like i don't i'm forgetting something absolutely and even the like oh i have to put my phone somewhere to charge there's still that tendency of like but i I need to check it Mm. like just in case if i miss something or the wearable devices now the watches it's kind of like your phone can be to 20 feet from you and you can still yeah. know everything that's happening. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I wouldn't have bought a watch, uh, an Apple watch, but it was given to me. 
It's one of those things like... Someone was like, we, you need to be healthier. So they, <laughs> Yeah. Well, they bought a new one is what it was. It was like our neighbors, they're retired. And so they bought brand new ones. And they're like, oh, here have last year's model. And it's like, well, I will take that. Um, do you ever get the phantom buzz? Like, yeah. like, you know, if you ever hear like a phantom live and someone gets an arm cut off, they can still like feel their mm-hmm. fingers moving. Like, I get the phantom buzz in my pocket. I do. Yeah. My left thigh is very sensitive <laughs> to just like... <laughs> Or like a twitch where you're just like, oh, it's nothing. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have cancer in our left side. <laughs> just like, like just rectangles, yeah. just little rectangles of cancerous cells. Basically, basically. Well, cool, man. Well, Bernard, thanks for being here, man, and being willing to talk to these Gen Zers about this stuff. And, you know, I know you don't really have any idea what I'm going to ask you. Okay. No, I asked you, when you told me you re-listened to the episode, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I had a hard time. I didn't want to listen to it because oh, okay. I don't like hearing myself talk, but... The fact that you liked it, I was like, okay. And so I didn't re-listen to it, so I might just repeat a lot of stuff I said last time. That's okay. So it that's may okay. be a really bad sequel, but that's okay. No, no, I got some different questions to ask. Okay. One, the Mandalorian isn't, you know, it's that was coming out. So we talked quite a bit about Mandalorian. Right. Yeah. Um, there was what else were we talking about? Oh, you oh, you don't remember saying like how much you love Star Trek more than Star Wars? <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. Lies. <laughs> Fake news. Yeah. Fake news. No. I, I never became a Trekkie or a Trekker. Yeah. So Star Wars is my second love if Jesus is my first love. <laughs> and then your daughters. And then my daughters. And then your daughters. They, you know, if they agree to love Star Wars too, they'll they'll bump up a little bit more. But, okay. you know, Star Wars will never leave me. They'll leave me eventually. So Jesus, Star Wars, and your daughters. Yes. <laughs> your daughters will eventually leave you. I guess that's They'll true. eventually, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. So what you got to do is find guys for them that really love Star Wars too. I mean, that's number one. Yeah. There you go, man. There you go. <laughs> then Jesus. Star Wars, exactly. then Jesus. Um, yeah. So a lot has happened. So the first podcast we did, you were you were drooling over the fact that you were going to go build a lightsaber in Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. Because I had the wonderful plan of May of 2020 was going to be a wonderful <laughs> family vacation to Disneyland. Yeah. And, and spoiler alert, <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> Why didn't that happen? What happened? I don't, something, I don't know. Something happened. I wasn't really around here for it. Yeah. Kind of zoned it out. I keep I just, hearing a word. Co-vi'd? Co-vi'd? Oh. Something like that? Some, something that, like, happened in 2020? Like, like working in video together? Like something, COVID Yeah, stuff? something. I don't know, man, but it, it did a, it did a number for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, just because I know all our fans are just chomping the bit you got to go build your life i did so yeah. that if we're recording this november october of 2022 mm-hmm. i did a trip with some of my friends down to disneyland and yeah. i turned 30 this year in september so that was kind of my big trip plan yeah. and so we spent we did three days in the parks but wednesday was our big star wars day yeah um two of my friends i went with they had already done the star wars stuff but then me and my other friend austin we hadn't done anything at all, so yeah. it was it was kind of our day just to geek out, and nice. we did all the things. All the things. We yeah. did Rise of the Resistance twice, <laughs> Smuggler's Run twice. Yeah, yeah, we did the lightsaber. I built a droid, nice. um, and it was everything you could ask for and more. Everything. Everything. Now, was building the lightsaber did it live up to being a youngling and going to a an ancient going to Ilum? Yeah, going to, to Ilum find my to find crystal. Your, yeah, your kyber crystal. I mean, no, like it's not the same. <laughs> But they do a really they do a really good job, and mm-hmm. you and I have had conversations about Disneyland post COVID of yeah. like it's it's a little bit kind of losing the magic that they had before mm-hmm. or the buy in of the cast members. Yeah, but in 
Savi's workshop when we were doing the lightsaber stuff, like the cast members there were into it. Yeah. And you could tell, and I made some quips with them and we made some jokes and they were all in character. So Mm. that added to the experience, which was super fun. Yeah. Same thing with a few other of the cast members in the Galaxy's Edge area. So with the group of friends I went to, we were really kind of just being goofballs. Yeah. And one of the things is like, we just want to make like cast members like smile or laugh. And in Galaxy's Edge, it was easy to have those conversations, but then in some of the more kid centric parts, they were just kind of like, just go. Just go. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. You are too old for this. (laughs) Exactly. I think you hold this pretty well. I've heard you talk about this before and I think you do a good job with this. So, you know, Disney, Star Wars, they're definitely leaning to uh, a side that's, that's less and less centered around like a Christian moral code or totally. Christian biblical world view. So how do you like, as I know, you know a lot about star Wars mm-hmm. and I know you really enjoy it. It's something you really, you're passionate about it, yeah. you know? Um, and even Disneyland with some of the stances they've made, even some of the, the, the newer movies they put out and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and this could branch into Marvel and all that kind of stuff. How do you handle that as a Christian walking by a biblical worldview, still enjoying that kind of stuff, but not, not, allowing it to rule you in a sense you know yeah it's a lot of kind of coming to the reality of it like Mm -hmm. disney when you're a kid is this magical kind of like special and you don't call it a company but it's just a place and magical whatever (laughs) um but you know as an adult rationally like they are a company yeah they're trying to make money Mm -hmm. the way to make money is to kind of go with the popular opinion at the time and our popular opinion at the time right now is not christian values it's world values it's you do you whoever you are that's what you're supposed to be and no one should tell you otherwise yeah and so disney definitely has been leaning really hard in that way especially with a lot of their storylines with and the characters that they choose to portray and i am understand from a world perspective like you want everyone to be represented in media yeah um i kind of don't think that's realistic just because there's so many different people in so many different groups. Hmm. You're never going to meet every... Like, I make the joke, like, I'm a minority. I'm a left-handed single dad. Like, why isn't there a movie about me? <laughs> left-handed single dad. I'm just saying. <laughs> I could I could start yeah. a coalition and yeah, stuff like that, could. but... Um, left-handed single dads matter. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do, though. But... So understanding that and looking at it from that perspective, I do watch a lot of media that is not focusing on Christian values. Mm-hmm. And what that does for me is it helps me see the storylines or kind of see the things that they're trying to portray as like good or what is supposed to make you happy yeah. and see the pitfalls of it. A mm-hmm. lot of it with, you know, the kind of romanticism of relationships and things like that that they do. I can see their whole thing is about, oh, you find that one person and then that fulfills you and you're happy. Yeah. And it's like, no, yeah. like people are going to let you down. Absolutely. Like, even if you think this one person is like perfect for me and you're in this lovey-dovey phase, even for a long period of time, like they're still a person. Yeah. And the reality of that is, helps you kind of understand why you need Jesus or you mm-hmm. need a higher power mm-hmm. to fulfill you it's not just like people or things and i can i can get through kind of some of the overly pc like really trying to push some agendas like lgbtq and like these other i can get through that if the storyline and the character development is valid okay if it's still a good storyline if it's like in there but it kind of has a place and it it grows that character more i'm okay with it 
But I can definitely sense when it's just like, oh, we got to throw in someone mm -hmm. who's kind of has this lenience. We're going to plot that there. Yeah, yeah. And that's something just like, well, that's annoying. Yeah. That just bugs me. Sure, totally. Yeah, I don't ever listen to the podcast I listen to then, Bernard, or like start listening to politics because then even then when it's just kind of added in there, it like amplifies it so much more for you. You know, I right. know you don't read politics. I know you don't want yeah. like listen to political um, podcasts and things like that. And so, so I think that's great. I think that, that you can watch something like that and have an enter have the entertainment and just like immerse yourself in that world of Star Wars, but not allow it to rule you, even if it does start leaning more and more anti biblical values. Um, now that's being in the world, but not of the world. Yeah. You know, so cool, man. Okay. Um, so next question, because you're a tech guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like if, uh, if you don't know Bernard, he literally listens to podcasts on tech stuff, right? Like, I mean, you do, right? I, like, I have a podcast. It's called tech crunch daily. Yeah. It's news, but for tech. Okay. So okay. no politics, but tech news. Okay. Um, and I have like a film podcast. Yeah. And I have a couple of film podcasts and then some other kind of technical ones yeah. I listen to. But you to. just love, like, you love coding, you, like, mm. you love all that kind of stuff, right? You actually enjoy it. I do. Like, I really find it interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in your opinion, first I want to hear what you, your opinion of this topic. And then when, in your opinion, will this, this topic take over the world? Ooh. So AI. Ooh, artificial. Intelligence. Yeah. Isn't that what it is? Yes. Yeah. I was like, uh... <laughs> Oh, a, I was thinking of AR, augmented oh. reality, oh, but okay. AI, yeah, artificial yeah, yeah. intelligence. Yeah, yeah. So what is your opinion on AI, right? And then when is it going to take over the world? I think... Or has it already? I It has not. Okay. I mean, actually, Facebook just had a thing where they built some type of AI system to answer science questions or so. So it, it let it watch, like hours of science and mm -hmm. read a bunch of science books for like a, a couple days okay and then it spewed out misinformation and racist comments stop it did <laughs> for some reason so so ai is dumb okay and yeah. i'm i struggle with the idea that we'll ever get a technology that will surpass humans because okay. humans have to build it yeah like even yeah. if it can learn and adapt like it's still learning based off content that humans have Created already. Yeah, it's not making new things out of nothing. It's okay. not Ultron that can build his own freaking. Yeah, body. that's what I was thinking. Ultron. Yeah. 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 But but I think AI has been beneficial. I mean, it helps us with a lot of this the everyday tasks we do with the sure. voice recognition things. Um, Google has the option to like screen spam calls for you automatically. Oh, yeah. So yeah. little things like that are helpful with AI. But I struggle to see a time where it's just gonna like. Humans are obsolete. Yeah. We must destroy so them all. Elon Musk is wrong, huh? Elon Musk is a character. He's a character. <laughs> he's yeah. a character. Yeah, I know. I was listening to um, a podcast the other day, basically saying he's a he's a reptilian race. He's one of the reptilian shapeshifter races. <laughs> like, which is basically up here to mess with us. You know? I mean, that's what it seems like. Just how he could be so successful, but do the things he does. It's like, yeah. are, do you even understand how the world works? Oh man, like, I would I would love to sit down in a room with that guy and just like listen. You know, I mean, he's the richest man in the world. You know, basically he bought, a, like Twitter's failing, right? Like, oh, yeah. like it doesn't make money. It's hemorrhaging money. <laughs> he buys it. And like, he'll either sell it off or he'll turn around and then buy Facebook too. Like, you know, like it's just, Well, I've heard, because one my, some of my podcasts talk about that, that mm -hmm. it's like he bought it because he wants to make this super app oh. that's like all the Chinese apps, like WeChat and things like that, uh -huh. that do everything, like messaging, yeah. uh, commerce, 
and it's just an app that can do anything. So yeah, it's like his weird, weird Elon mind is like, I'm going to make an app that can just do everything. So I'm going to buy Twitter yeah. and turn it into App X, and it's going to. It's like okay, buddy, like like SpaceX, yeah, gotcha, SpaceX, gotcha. Like that. So okay, okay, very cool. We'll see, but that was all. You know, he. Yeah. I felt like that was him just being like, oh, I can do what I want. So I was yeah. like, sure, I'll buy you. But then he tried to pull out of it. Uh-huh. Then they slapped him with the lawsuit and then he was like okay fine i'll buy it so <laughs> might as well put 200 billion down or whatever something crazy. pocket change yeah really yeah so technology then ai that kind of stuff so you're still you know a couple years ago when we did this podcast your stance was you know there's benefits to it but there's also you know there's pros and cons to it you know um you still techn- use technology right i still use technology yeah. as a tool okay yes it's very helpful okay. but you know i think the biggest thing for or the things I hear about the next generation or the Gen Z generation that mm. technically are the ones that have always been connected. Yeah, I th- may have said it on the previous podcast that I am thankful I am at the tail end of the generation who understood life without technology. Mm. I still remember having to remember my friend's home phone number to mm. call him to yeah. see if he could play. <laughs> um, I was joking with our... Um, our production assistant, Daniel, of like, I remember I wanted to play Age of Empires and I had to load five discs onto my dad's work <laughs> computer. Or I would have to play World of Warcraft on my dad's work computer because yeah. I didn't have a computer that could run it because yeah, it was yeah. so beefy. Uh-huh. Um, and so that has still instilled me with like a respect of the analog world and like mm-hmm. real connections with people. Yeah. Whereas this generation, you know, it's got benefits that they're hyper-connected, they can mm-hmm. be friends with people all over the world. Sure. But the idiosyncrasies of just having a conversation with someone yeah. without a screen or mm-hmm. like meeting a new person in in the real world and having conversations with them is a little lost. Yeah, totally. I uh, There was a TV show on Netflix that came out called Blockbuster. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a little, it, it's a cute little show. They were still around when you were. Yeah, oh, dude, I, there was a Blockbuster in Marina. Yeah. Me and my roommate would go to and we would, <laughs> we'd get our money's worth, that's for sure. But it, it for everyone out there who doesn't know what a blockbuster oh, was man. or is was I think there's one more in the United States. So you used to before streaming, for like basically a movie would come out of the movie theater and would go to these rental stores. There was like Blockbuster was the big one. There was like Hollywood Video, and then there mm. were little mom and pop ones kind of around. You'd go and basically rent this video, you know, this DVD. I remember when there was VHS VHSs, yeah. yeah. Um, and you have to keep it for two, you pay for like one, two or three day weekend type thing. And then if you didn't return it, you got a late fee. It was like a library book basically. Yeah. hundred percent. And there was a certain smell to them. Yes. Do you remember the smell of the blockbuster? I do. It's like stale popcorn and like plastic I or something. I don't know what it is, man. Like <laughs> I was crazy, but anyway, so yeah, blockbuster. Yeah. So yeah. But the show, it talks about this guy who he runs the last blockbuster. Oh, okay. They all yeah. fail, but he's the last one. Yeah. And he's staying afloat and he makes that comment of like, People don't understand the joy of going to Blockbuster, picking a movie, and then watching it with friends. Like, you could do the stupid watch parties with Apple's new iOS crap with the share play or whatever. I've never, have you ever done that? I, me and Bryce tried to do it once with um, Disney's Mm -hmm. thing with uh, Mandalorian, and it was trash. So, we're like, just one, two, three, play. And then you're talking on on set. Yeah, we were talking on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, but so there is something to that of like, it's a lot. There's just a different like social construct yeah. with doing something like that. Whereas oh, our 
next generation doesn't really have that anymore. Yeah. They've got a different kind of view of Yeah, Blockbuster was an event in my family. Like it was like Friday nights. It was it was if you did your chores that week and earned we had a token system. Oh, okay. So if I earned enough tokens by doing my chores that week, it was we'd go to Blockbuster. Shively shingles. Yeah, you could yeah. Well it was yeah, it was Shively's. Yeah. Um <laughs> you could you could go get a candy and get to pick out a movie. Yes. Right. My brother always picked a video game. That was always his yeah, because yeah, I had video games that. for rent too. Um, and then I always got to pick a movie. My sister always picked a movie. My parents always picked a movie. And then it was through the weekend we would watch all three of those, you yep. know, that kind of thing. And and uh, it was like a it was it was just like an event. It was something mm-hmm. our family did. It was like going to Sizzler on Tuesday nights. And yeah, the buddy. Bar. Like, you know, <laughs> it was just something we did. You know, I'm revealing how white trash I am right now. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. Well, even like then the next stage was when Netflix first started. They had the oh, DVD man. mailing. And my dad, love him to death, yeah. but he would get his Civil War 16-volume DVDs, <laughs> and I would just want to put one of my movies up on the queue, and I'd get the infamous red letter in the mail, and I opened it up, it's like, Civil War, volume 47 out of 13. Oh. Like, Dad! <laughs> and in that time, you had to watch it. Then you had to mail it back. Yeah. Then you had to wait for them to mail you another one. Uh, oh, yeah. It took forever. Yeah. I, I don't know if any of these kids would know if, if you're under 20... Heck, even 25, if you would know the mail-in. That's how Netflix started, was them mailing Yeah, you, they must have you know. started their streaming stuff late 2000s. Yeah. Because I remember being in high school. High school? No, I was and, out of high school already. And I yeah. had a Wii, like a, a Nintendo Wii, and yeah. they had the option to have like the Netflix app on it. Oh. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. That was when they had such a janky library. So clunky, though. So it clunky. was so bad. Half of it was like B-rated. Yeah. Just like, you should not be watching this as a kid. Like, no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you think about it. We, we, what we just talked about was about a decade, right? Yeah. And how everything has changed so fast. I mean, where, where are we going to be with technology in another 10 years? You know, when, when in 2032, what is our world going to look like? You know, what's, what's. What's the smartphone going to look like? You know, I mean, a lot of smartphone companies are doing the foldable stuff, and honestly, that I think is just trying to get people to be able to work more Mm. wherever they want to be. You know, the idea of having a phone that can also be a tablet. A lot of people are able to use tablets as their daily driver for work, Mm -hmm. so it's like, hey, you can just be connected all the time, everywhere, no matter what. Yeah. Same thing with. Uh, augmented reality glasses or the whole stupid metaverse stuff yeah, like yeah. just it's just making people more and more connected so they can just do more things all the time mm. and it can be a form of escapism i think yeah, of sure. just people being like at least i'm not down for the whole metaverse like other kind of virtual reality yeah you've never living stuff i never created another bernard uh no there's yeah. only one man yeah. it's just, <laughs> but the way it seems like, but that's where technology is heading. It's just trying to find a way to feel, make people feel more naturally connected in like a virtual space. Sure. I don't know what that's going to do. I don't know how that's going to affect yeah. society, but there could also be a pendulum swing of, we don't want to be connected anymore. Yeah. I totally. felt like that's happened a little bit with at least my generation mm-hmm. of getting a taste of the super connectedness and almost making a kind of U-turn. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't want, a phone to be beeping at me all, as my phone is ringing mm. at me right now. I know. Um, I don't want my phone to be connected to me all the time. That's why there's a company called Lightphone that makes 
yeah. a dummy brick that you can pair to your phone and it just does text messages or That's something. It, huh? Yeah. And for another yeah. 200 bucks. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, okay. I'm not good at reading the future. Honestly, yeah. if I did, I wouldn't be working at a church. Yeah, you'd be making money. <laughs> I'd make money so I could give to the church. Oh, there you go. There you go. You're, you're a better man than me. Um, Never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I think, like you said, that pendulum swing. I think there's a lot of books coming out, a lot of psychiatrists and, and like kind of psychology coming out on how the last decade has formed us. You know, how attached we are to technology, how attached we are, how we can't be bored, how, you know, we have to be entertained. You know, I mean, I, so many of these youth, it's like they're on their phone, they go to school, they're on their phone when they can be, you know, and then they get home and they're either watching TV or they're on their video games, you know. Um, and so it's, it's changed us, you know, we yeah. can't be bored. But at the same time, like you said earlier about Disney, it's like, but these are still businesses. They still want our information. They still want our time. They still want our money. So they're going to do what works, right? Like like a drug dealer can be selling drugs for 30 years and they really don't have to change anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> like like drugs will sell because people are addicted to it. Mm -hmm. And technology, especially today, I mean, what YouTube is, the algorithms, it's made to make us want to click. It's made to make us want to watch. Yeah. Um, and it's like, why would they change that, you know? Yeah, that's the, the scary thing of all the companies. Like what they do is they're like, how can we get people to stay on our platform longer. Yeah. Absolutely. Very few of them are, are kind of having the conversations of like, well, what, what are healthy for things for people to do? Like that maybe is like a little bit like with YouTube getting rid of the dislike counter on videos. They're like, Oh, oh this God. is going to help people's mental health so much. Like, no, it's not. No, I want to see them. I'm right. Like, but that's what a lot of people that I tech people I watch, they're like, we need to see that to know when a video is like trash and we shouldn't watch it. Yeah. But I digress. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, their, their goal is to keep you on there. Mm -hmm. And when you were saying about being bored, I, I struggle with that. Where it's like, you know, I, you know, sometimes for not healthy reasons, when life is difficult or you're kind of sad about stuff, yeah. instead of retreating to the Lord or the Bible, which I should, I'll yeah. just retreat to numbingness with like media or mm -hmm. like funny videos and yeah. kind of stuff like that. But when I am bored, mm -hmm. you know, when no screens are on, when I have no agenda, when I'm just like sitting, that's when I feel like the Lord is... I'm able to really hear the Lord because mm -hmm. um, your brain will just like go and like think and process through things when yeah. it's quiet and you can't do that when there's noise. No. And it, just what it's made to do, I mean, not just to make us connected and stay on that platform, but then what it does to our heart and our soul, right? Like the, the constant comparing, you know, it's yeah. like I even look at, you know, we're in that generation where the, I, I will confess I'm a bubble millennial, right? I'm a geriatric millennial. So you're I'm barely like, a millennial. Yeah, but like I still am. I will confess that. But like, what? what? <laughs> I was going to say you're a millennial who identifies as a Gen X. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. I identify as a Gen X. You do. That's you true. do, though, 100%. That's yeah, this is true. I grew up, I literally grew up always believing I was a Gen Xer until college. Mm. Like really, until, until I was like, I want to say even in my 20s, where someone's like, oh, you're a millennial. I'm like, what the heck is that? <laughs> like, John, like you what did you just call me? I don't even know what that was. You know, like, <laughs> like they didn't have, there wasn't a reputation or anything yet, you know? Um, oh, where was I going? Oh, so, but like, so like the, so I grew up in, in a lot of the kind of kids in my, you know, not kids, adults, it's like the mommy bloggers, you know, or like the, the building your own business type of thing. And like that, and it really comes down to the comparison, right? Like, look at my life. Like look yeah. how look how perfect it is. Look at how I got my everything together. My kids are good. My, my I have this perfect husband, or you know, and it 
and so I see that from like, let's say that's adults, right? To, to young adults where it's like, especially nowadays where it's like, live your dream, right? Like, like, you know, there's a lot of memes going around right now about, about all these software people that are getting laid off and how they're not going to be able to find jobs. And it's going to be like, well, where's, you know, you know, does your corporation supply the two thirty afternoon massage and where's it? Are there I saw a thing from Babylon B yes, yeah. with the uh, Twitter, the Twitter employee. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And so there's like that whole thing. And then all the way down to kids where I look at my own kids and they're not on any type of social media, but like we allow Ellie to have it Pinterest, you know, mm-hmm. but then I was playing basketball with her the other day and she totally like admitted like, yeah, like even seeing like when I'm trying to pick out an outfit, I'm seeing these other girls and it's comparing myself, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just when you can scroll and scroll and scroll and look and look and look, um, it just comes to this place of comparison, this place of like, and it's all artificial, yeah, you know, where maybe you're having a conversation with someone that's like, oh, this person is physically better looking than me. But you can have a conversation and it breaks down this, like idolizing mm-hmm. them or making them into an object because now you are personalizing them. Now you know who they are. You know what their name is. You know what they're about. Like they're more than just this image. Yeah. And you realize their personality is trash and you're better oh, than them. Yeah. Right? Well, I was going to say that. But like, <laughs> I mean, and I guess we can do that even as, like I'll be in the gym, you know, and some dude, there's some, there's some hawks in there, man. There's some big dudes and mm-hmm. it's like, I will not be that big, you know, or like I get kind of, you know, I get kind of frustrated with like, how are they that big, you know, or how, right. how are the muscles grow? Yeah. Like and ultimately, if I go say, go talk to him for a minute and just like ask him a couple questions, it just, it humanizes them again, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that's such a, such a level. Um, I mean, I don't know, you can argue, like you can like say you agree with this or not, but like, I think the, the cons, in my experience as a youth pastor, and dealing with social media and seeing how it's affected I see the cons highly outweigh the pros. Yeah. Because one of the things I hear so many times is like, yeah, but people can like connect to people on the other side of the world and they're highly connected. And it's like, yeah, but is that a good thing? You know, like, is that really building relationships? Like, mm-hmm. okay, they can see their grandma in China or like Taiwan or wherever mm-hmm. they're, you know, the Philippines. Like, that's great. But, but does that even out the scale for all the negatives of social media, of technology, what the iPhone or the smartphone has done to us. Yeah, and I I do agree that social media is the culprit, not technology. Okay. Like technology in itself, the ability to FaceTime someone across the world or stuff like that, like that ability is there. Yeah. But, or the way social media is generated now is not good. It's not Mm -hmm. beneficial. Because yeah, it's all the algorithm and it's all them like, you need to stay on here longer, longer, longer. Yeah. And I was talking to my buddy Austin, I think, because mm-hmm. his sister is a uh, elementary school teacher. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that, um, yeah, when they had the conversation with the kids, like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? What's your life was? All of them are like, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be an influencer. Like, wow. It's all these people they see online who they think it's this glamorous life of like, I don't got to go anywhere. I can just play video games all day and make tons of money. Yeah. And... That's what social media is telling people. Like, mm-hmm. this is the new Fortune 500 company CFO of, like, a yeah. corporation or a lawyer. It's like, if you get to be a YouTuber with 2 million subscribers, like, not 2 million, 200 yeah. million, yeah, yeah. like, you've made it in yeah. life. Jeez. And it's like, that's What's that that's percentage? a point, that's like a smaller percentage yeah. than the people who become lawyers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And also, I think it's the... Content creators are really good at making things look seamless and easy, Mm -hmm. but you don't realize the 13 hours a day they put into Mm. curating the content, editing it, writing scripts, Mm -hmm. like anything you see on YouTube is produced now. Mm -hmm. Whereas I would watch 
stupid videos of people on like VHS recorders yeah, yeah. back in the day when YouTube first started. Oh my gosh, when it first came out, yeah. It was so jaded. Kids, kids were like catching themselves on fire and going to like the ER with third degree burns. <laughs> or it was like just like, Microsoft Paint animations yeah. of like well, stick figures. Right, and right. so, so That's why I still love Fail Army. It's still just so <laughs> like, it's so simple. It's so simple. Yeah, no, it is all produced. You're absolutely right. So that's, yeah. so I mean, I think that's, kids don't realize that. Or, yeah. or the thing like, oh, I love playing video games. I just want to play it all day. Mm. It's like, yeah, but do you realize that if you're playing the game and you're not getting viewers, you need to figure out what to do. You, yeah. Like, you can't just sit there and play. Like, people who play games and get money have a personality. Yeah. They're actually enjoyable or funny. Like, if you're I don't just... Think they are, though. If you're a stick in the mud, like, you're not going to make money just playing yeah. a video game. I tried to watch some of those people my son watches for Minecraft, and I think they're annoying. They're... they're oh, yeah. They're just... I, there's no substance to like I don't know I don't know Maybe you mean you don't part. care about building a redstone like uh, piston no, system that automatically exist. farms your exist. sheep wool for you yeah exactly do you have you done that okay so I'll date myself mm -hmm. um, I got into Minecraft when it was in beta still oh, in 2010 beta. yeah it wasn't <laughs> even like I paid like 20 bucks yeah. to like download it and it was just on my computer it wasn't online mm -hmm. and it was super fun okay uh it's way too much now yeah i can't even fathom i don't playing know it, i have so. no idea i've watched seth my son seth play it and it's i don't know i don't get it i just don't get it the the well because there there's like two modes now mm -hmm. there's like survival mode and creative mode okay. creative mode you just can build whatever you want sure. so it's kind of like if you want to create or you want to mimic like the Statue of Liberty or something, mm -hmm. you can do that. And stuff like that's kind of cool. Okay. The survival one is just kind of like you're plopped in a wilderness and don't die. Yeah. And There's creepers. Yeah, and that's that's the fun part for me where it's like, oh, I can make build a mine, I can find iron to get armor, and then the goal was just to find diamonds. So okay. once I got diamonds, I was like, okay, I'm done. What's yeah. next? <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, so I was listening to a podcast the other day and Mike Rowe, I don't know if you so Yeah, Dirty, dirty Jobs. Job. Yeah, Dirty Jobs guy, yeah. So he was saying that over the last 15 years, five, so if you look at like the trades, right? Plumbing, plumbing mm -hmm. construction, you know, all that kind of stuff, concrete, like the trades, you know, over the last 15 years, for every five guys that have retired, two have taken their place, right? Yes. And so there's a huge job deficit in today's world, right? In America right now of people who just don't know how to do the trades, mm -hmm. right? Now, I think, I think you and I, right? Like, so, so my age of friends, our kids, we still remember what it's like to have a job. Right, like yes. a hands-on type job, right? So we're, like, I push my kids, like, I make Seth, like, cruise around the neighborhood with a wheelbarrow and a rake and, like, go knock on doors. Like, go make money, you know? Ellie, she's driven. She'll she'll be a millionaire. But, like, <laughs> she, like, walks dogs and babysits and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then you talk about, like, Austin's sister, right, who's dealing with third graders, you said? I think, like, fourth, fifth graders. Yeah, and it's, like, in their mind, right, I just want to be an influencer, right? I want to be a YouTuber. Um, now... Isn't it interesting, right? Now, and you can like comment on this that despite how how techno technologically advanced we get, right? And how technology will just keep growing. Who knows where it'll be in the next decade? We still need workers, mm -hmm. right? We still need men and women who know the trade, who yeah. who can who who yeah, as glamorous as a YouTuber might be, right? That life, like we still need people to lay asphalt, mm -hmm. right? And dig pools and do plumbing and build houses and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just think it's incredible that like, no matter how technology grows, we still need people who just know how to work yeah. you know, and know how to do that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah I remember listening to Mike Rowe. 
because uh, I really I we watch Dirty Jobs mm-hmm. all the time. I love it. Yeah, it was a great show. And he was talking about that. Yeah, he talked with this one guy who was just a septic tank cleaner. Yeah. And he was like, his business was cleaning septic tanks. Yeah. He was like, and I, he makes six plus figures a year just cleaning poop mm-hmm. out of tanks. Yeah. It's like it's not is. glorious, but he's also talked about that. You know, you've got the one tailor in your in your neighborhood mm-hmm. who's a 90 year old Italian man who charges you like $300. He's the only one who can do it. Yeah. Cause there's no people willing to take that and to learn. Yeah. From what I have heard from a few people that for more, it's more like I think the young adults right now are mm-hmm. kind of in that point where they don't want to start from ground zero. Mm-hmm. They want to just like already be set up to have the job that's going to sustain them for yeah. life. They're not, seems like they're not willing to do the grunt work anymore Mm -hmm. which that's what it is when you have to do a trade where it's like you need to apprentice under this guy who's been doing it for 35 years and then eventually it's like they want to be an architect but it starts with framing a house and learning how to do that or they want to be yeah they do they want to go straight into building Mm -hmm. billion million dollar houses off pebble beach yeah oh yeah and no it doesn't start like that yeah no it's great i mean really learning a trade learning learning how to work um I mean, I would really encourage, you know, any kid listening to this that, you know, as, as much as you might want to be into any type of analog or not analog, any type of computer designing or computer work, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I still think it's so valuable to learn like a trade, you know, yeah. learn how to use your hands, learn how to, like, even if it's like a grocery store or something like that, it's still like a valuable, like job security type job. Mm-hmm. It's never going to go away. You know, um, I just think that's something like we need to think about and look at, um, I, I'm proud of those kids that kind of graduated through the pandemic over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them came out the other side going, I need to do something, right? Like I sat here for two years. Yeah. And, and especially the kids who, like, so the seniors last year, they never even, they, they got one year of high school, right? And then the seniors this year, this is their first normal year of high school. Like it's crazy wow. to think about, you know? And so Dang. we're kind of at the tail end of that. Um, and I do, I do see in a lot of them a new drive to like, kind of maybe put away the phone, put away the technology for a time and go learn a job. You know, there's mm-hmm. one kid, Cameron, he's a senior at Trinity High. Um, he wants to go do um, automotive restoration. So he's, he's going to a college out in Kentucky. It's like the only one who do- that does it so that he can learn automotive restoration and basically start like learn how to rebuild and like keep like cars, trucks going, you know, oh, and wow. things like that. So it's it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited for him. Um, but I just think, I just think as, as as advanced as we get as cool as technology is as much as we can use it and all the things and i know i use like a fraction of it like i'm stupid but you're not you're not stupid you use it to help you how you need help Mm -hmm. like you're not someone who's gonna get a smart tv and then smart light bulb so that you walk in the house you're like good morning house and then it like turns on a certain hue starts playing barry manilow or whatever like all at the same time (laughs) you're not that person some people are that people but you use technology to help you in what you need yeah. and not excess. You know, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I commend you for how you're raising your kids to kind of be more Thanks, man. wary. I am already having those conversations with my Eliana, who's mm-hmm. seven and um, just has, knows the verbiage of like followers or like things like that. And yeah. just like aware of it. And I told her the other day, like, Eliana, we're not, we don't play like that. Or we're not going to pretend mm-hmm. that you have this like, she was pretending, you know, like she's like, I have like four followers or whatever. Yeah, followers. I've, and I blame it on the, some of the TV shows she watches. Yeah, I should yeah, be yeah. more selected with that. But I had that conversation with her. Like that's that's an adult thing. That's not something that you should worry about as a kid. Like yeah. you do not need to care about that stuff. I don't know how many likes, how many followers you got. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, uh, that can be daunting. It can be daunting. Yeah, I mean, as lame as they are, like I'm a believer in gab phones. Mm-hmm. Like really, it's you know, I had this conversation with my daughter a couple weeks ago where it's like she's gonna be 15, you know, and they're an iPhone. I gotta hand it to them; they do a really good job with parental controls mm-hmm. and giving the parent the tools, whether or not parents do that or not, you know, right? And research that, but the fact that I could hand my daughter a phone, which is a tool, I'm paying for this, right? I want you to have connection to me. And through that, you can have connection to your friends and like, and have no other worries, right? Like it has, it has certain certain apps, it has a phone, it has notes, calendar, but she can't download any type of social media. She can't go on the internet. It's just the peace of mind that washes over me, you know, Um, and handing her that phone is just so good, you Mm -hmm. know? And I know there's probably a lot of kids out there that would disagree with me. um, But I would, I would argue you're disagreeing with me because deep down you know how attached you are to your phone mm-hmm. and you realize you realize like yeah like i am addicted to this thing like there's there's an addiction here i can't and all we have to do is look at your screen time and how much time you've really spent scrolling and it's it's it can be pretty pretty uh, telling yeah pretty yeah. telling yeah for sure and but i don't know also how many people I, I think our society knows that. I mm-hmm. think people oh, yeah. know that it's not good. And there, it's always the joke of like people being on their phones all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's so many stories of people who go on a wilderness hike or, yeah. or lose their phones. And they're suddenly like, that, oh, this is what it feels like to look someone in the eye when yeah. I talk to them. <laughs> and it's always this relation of like, oh, this is really nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. And then they get the phone back and you know they'll usually just go back to it. Yeah. But then there's that spark in their head of like, I am missing something. Uh-huh. Like it's never been... Technology has never said, like, you will be abundantly happy yeah. if you just look at this all the time. Sure. Oh, but yeah. they're like, hey, look at this. Yeah. It'll make us money. <laughs> look at it. Or look at all the things you could do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, look at what everyone else is doing. Yeah. What you should be doing. And that's why I don't yeah. do the social media stuff. I know mm-hmm. I'm prone to comparison, mm-hmm. so I don't do it. Oh, yeah. No, totally. And, um, you know, that's a great point you made of, like, of, like, Really, we can lay anything, right? Like, too much Star Wars is not going to make you happy, right? Mm-hmm. Even what? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bernard. It's yeah, okay. Too, it's too okay. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. Um, you know, if, if you all you did was read books, that's not going to make mm-hmm. you happy, right? Like, like these other things that we can put in place or like be addicted to in a sense or find our worth in. Ultimately, these things won't lead to happiness because God actually tells us like the place we find happiness and joy and really praise in life is is in connection with Him, mm-hmm. and so ultimately. You know, I would encourage anybody that's listening to this and going, okay, so how do I start getting out of this? Read like Psalms 100, you know, or First uh, Thessalonians chapter five, just where it just talks about this joy and this connection to God that that really our true joy, our true our true peace comes from. Mm-hmm. And um, I think ultimately we that's what we desire as humans, right? Like yeah, this, connection, this, and that's mm-hmm. what the phones are trying to give you. Yeah, they're trying to give you that false sense of like connection, like oh, I know this person, I like their posts every day. When yeah. it's like you don't, mm-hmm. and I've I realized that I'm a big personal connection person mm-hmm. um, with like friendships and yeah. things like that. So absolutely, I've had a lot of people mention comments like, oh, why don't you like? Do you want to move somewhere else or do something new or go somewhere different? I'm like, well, my people are here. Yeah. Like I've got a solid group of people where I'm at with mm-hmm. like personal relationships that that is really life-giving to me, especially yeah. since we all are believers and kind of like in ministry that yeah. we can all come alongside each other and point each other to God. Yeah. So those relationships are life-giving to me in that sense yeah. more than any Star Wars yeah, or yeah, yeah. social media yeah. could be. 
I think ultimately, you know, it's the, the pursuit of truth, right? And I think that's probably the, the biggest one, or I don't know, maybe one of the top biggest scary things for me with, with how technology, it brings to people a sense of truth, right? Mm-hmm. And there are some truths in it, you know, but like, it's not the ultimate truth, you know? And so uh, a half truth is still a lie, right? It's, yeah. still, it's still a counterfeit. And, and so finding that truth, finding that connection, you know, fi- like really looking inside yourself and asking yourself, what do you truly desire? And I doubt if you really had an honest conversation with yourself of like, what do you truly desire? You'll see that like the, whatever technology builds, right? Which social media is just a component of that because we're humans mm-hmm. and, and all of that. But like, it really comes down to like, you're probably not going to want to desire that. Mm-hmm. You probably, in all truth, will not want to desire... You don't desire to sit in front of your phone for eight hours a day or even six hours a day, you know? Um, and and so ultimately, like, we have to desire truth from the truth giver, which is God, mm-hmm. which is that relationship with Him. And He built, he built us, right? Like, I mean, He's the ultimate technology creator, mm-hmm. right? He created us and our minds, our, our respiratory system, our, our, you know, involuntary, you know, our lungs, our heart, like how everything beats. It's the synapses in our brain. It's, in, it's insane. You know? Yeah. Um, and so ultimately if he's the creator of like the technology that's, that is human, then he'll know exactly what we need, mm-hmm. you know? So he's the one that we got to go to. Wow. Okay, Bernard. Wise words, Joshua. I try. As man. always. I got I got to add a little bit in there. A little bit of youth pastor. Oh, yeah. You know? I got to. <laughs> oh, cool, man. All right. Well, anything that you're looking forward to in the near future with, uh, with Star Wars or? They, you know, they have rumors that they're doing their Ahsoka kind of okay. one-off special series. So I'm hoping that concludes stuff from Star Wars Rebels. That's mm-hmm. my favorite TV mm-hmm. show. Absolutely. So anything in there, I'm super okay. stoked for. Um, that's about it yeah. for Star Wars. Okay. But, yeah. All right. All right, man. Well, Bernard, thanks for joining us and thanks for being a part of, of What's the Wi-Fi Password podcast. I really appreciate it, man. I always love jiving with you and yeah. talking. Um, any last like words of encouragement to all of Gen Z? They're all, all, all Okay, guys. Okay, listen. Get close. Get close. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> just stop just it. Just stop <laughs> Nah. Yeah, just be, be intentional with the friendships that you have um, and don't let what society or technology is telling you change how you feel about yourself you should find that worth in what god tells you and what the scriptures say so and serve serving is very helpful serving okay get out of yourself um and serve others oh that's that'd be a good podcast actually bernard is a he's a man of service he really is that'd be a good one to do that'd be a good one Mm -hmm. all right Well, Bernard, thanks again for being here and everyone out there. Thanks for listening to another podcast, another episode of what's the Wi-Fi password. Uh, Always enjoy it. Uh, Send me a uh, message on, on on my email message. Email me, email me (laughs) at Joshua S at Calvary.com. You can find us on Instagram at YM Calvary. And uh, I don't know if you got something you want me to talk about, something you want to learn about. Uh, Maybe you got a question that you think can stump this chump. Um, We will, like get to that so um hey subscribe and give us a review and uh yeah hopefully more to come so god bless you guys and have a great day thank you for listening for more information about calvary monterey's youth ministry go to calvary.com slash youth or follow us on instagram at ym calvary catch you guys next time peace